Welcome to Chai with Sam Dosa. I'm your host, Sam Dosa, based in Birmingham, UK. I am an emotional intelligence business coach, and I help a lot of people in that regards. This podcast is all about heart-centered conversation with my guests, which, uh, which I have been very blessed with, who are from the globe. And I have interviewed almost 80 people now, and the journey continues. So my podcast, Chai with Sam Dosa, is in inception since June 2020. And please get on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and other major brands available. You can download my podcast, listen to it, and share your feedback, because your feedback is very important to me. If you like to be on my podcast, you can send me an email to sam at samdosa.com. And I will really, really appreciate you come to along and share your journey with us because all my guests are here to share their wisdom, their, their journey. So you inspire and you can continue achieve better result in your life going forward. So let me just stop over here and let me introduce my guest today. Uh, her name is Amber Griffiths. We met on uh, um, social media as usual and we connected and uh, I invited her to be part of my podcast family and she acknowledged it and she shared some great insight. So me saying a lot of things about her, let her say from her own beautiful mouth, which she's going to share a lot of things. So welcome Amber to my podcast. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm really thrilled to be here. This is exciting. I'm, and you're right, we have to meet on social media. I mean, COVID or not, it's easier to meet across the globe when we can do it with a couple of clicks and a really great conversation than having to, you know, by chance meet at a convention somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thank you for letting me. So tell my audience uh, who Amber Griffiths is. Oh my goodness. In 30 words or less here, um, the... I am a brand strategist and I'm a maker of legends, like for reals. And I am from Utah. I'm from the States. And there's a little bit, you can probably hear a little bit of my accent. We have a tendency to drop our T's. I have, they call it Utonics. <laughs> um, I've been trying to overcome that for the last 40 years. Um, I am married. I have a child. I have puppies. I love everything music. Uh, my background is very musical. Um, since I was a kid, I'm one of eight kids. And so there was music in the house in multiple volume. <laughs> wow, 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 that's beautiful. So your journey has been quite a, 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 a full of adventures because the word challenges I do not use in my journey because I say instead of challenges, let's change the word to adventures. We have a very brilliant adventures in our life. So you must have gone through with so many amazing adventures. So did, did that bring you the purpose which you carrying with you right now? So what, what was your challenges or what was your uh, bugger? What was your adventures and what did it bring you that uh, purpose in you? Absolutely. I, th I think so. I think that, and you're right, like whether they're challenges or opportunities or if they're struggles or it's just an adventure, um, I, I definitely think that everything I've gone through, everything that happened to me and with me and for me um, definitely led me here. Um, one of my greatest 
what drives me is to help people find their voice and share their voice. It's not enough to claim it for yourself or to find it for yourself. It's important to claim it and share it because there are people out there that you are uniquely qualified to serve. And if you don't claim your voice and share it, you will never, they'll never have the opportunity to hear it. And definitely the things in my past, the things that I've gone through in from childhood and high school to different um, careers, I, they definitely have led me to this. I, you will be heard. <laughs> which is good, which is good. So in yeah. regards to, in regards to your adventures or were there any specific uh, time you thought that, you know, you've been going through with these adventures and now you have now know that this is your purpose, helping a lot of people. So what was your calling at that time? Um, I think when it really finally, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it it's there and you can hear it in your, like, you've got that little voice in your head going, there's more, you are meant for more. You should be doing more. You get to be doing more. Um, I was actually working in corporate. I was VP of marketing for a large real estate firm. And that's a really pretty title that really means very little. <laughs> um, but as I, as I sat there and I was working with branding, <clears throat> pardon me, with all these realtors, I realized that there was, as I'm helping them find their voice, I'm like, I should be doing this on a grander scale. And as there's so many opportunities at that point to, to be silenced. I was, I was staff. I wasn't one of, you know, I wasn't one of the money ringers, that kind of a thing. And um, as I'm watching these, these different professionals come in and struggle to be heard, that they're just floundering inside a bigger corporation because they, they are not certain of their own voice. They're not confident in their own voice. And I finally thought, you know what, this, this is enough. This is enough. I know the steps to, to do this. I am just brassy enough to help them and, and push them a little bit with love to get them out of their shell. And that's when I finally thought, you know, this is, I have, I have been playing around and I have been silenced myself too long. And so about 15 years ago, I leapt, I did the jumping and I loved it. And I have not looked back. I have not looked back. I've been able to work with so many amazing people and, and watch them light up as they're like, oh, that's, that's me. That's, I get to do this my way. And it's just been phenomenal adventure, an absolute incredible adventure. Do you, do you think that it could be the conditioning which we are being brought up with that affects us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's one of those things I, if I get back into my childhood, you know, I remember because I love to tell stories and obviously I love to talk. And as one of eight kids, my parents only had so many much time to listen and pay attention. And they were great parents. I love my parents. Um, but I remember very specifically coming in to tell a story and my father looking to me and saying, you have 30 seconds to tell this story. And I thought, and it, it was just, he was busy. He had things to do. And my version of that was instead of me, instead of cutting out the words, I just started to speak really, really quickly. It completely threw off my cadence. I became a professional um, competitive debater and was really successful at it because I could speak very quickly. But I think so often as, as children, we are, we are told, shh, be quiet, shh, be, you know, sit down, be quiet. The adults are talking, someone else is talking, you need to be quiet. And I think that that conditions us from a very young age and then as we grow older, there's a little bit of, 
why are you talking? You don't have anything. Nobody needs to listen to that. You don't have anything worth hearing. And like, that's how it starts translating is not just someone else is talking, but someone else better than you, someone else more important than you is talking. And it's not necessarily said that way, but I definitely think that's what, how we learn it. There's some, there's always somebody else. And so we start in that internal, well, I don't have anything, you know, why would I stand up and, and speak? I don't have anything more important to say than them. And I think the challenges in realizing it's not about more important or less important. Your voice is your voice and it must be heard period. So, but yes, I definitely think it starts when we're young. Yeah. Absolutely. It does. I think, I think it starts from a very early childhood when we are started to walk or talk like that. And we have been use the words like uh, no you you can't do it you don't have to do it you do you are yeah. not allowed to do it and there is always a connotation of a negativity attached to it yeah. there was a study done by a phd student in america and they went to speak to the parents and asked this ask the question that in in um, in, in every in their life every day how many times a, a mother or father say yes to their children and and you will be completely blown away with the result that um, they are only saying yes to about uh, 100 times in a day. And there are about 4,000 times they say no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> that would influence our... Yeah, every time yeah. a child is asking, you're saying no. You're saying, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't have this. You can't have this. And the wow. thing, as you, because if you remember the childhood, we've been told when you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. Correct. This is the habit being put into everybody's right. everybody. And that's been habit been instilled into you. You wake up in the morning, you know, you have to brush your teeth. Yeah. And then we also been told you go to bed, you make sure you brush your teeth. So this is having right. been instilled, and if, if this has been instilled in you, that every time they have been telling you no, 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 and somebody outside say yes to you, so you started listening to that person. Oh yeah, that person is listening to me. I will go and talk to that person because that's right. how you get confused at who is right and who is wrong in terms of right. whether I am receiving. Oh yeah, my I'm I'm being paid. I'm being given. A roof over my head, been given food, been given clothes and education, but other needs are not being fulfilled. This is this is nothing. It's not good. I'm not happy. Yeah. And then right. drastic action, correct? And absolutely, that is needs to be developed from the early stages that you started to create something much better. And there should be boundaries. It's not that you should say yes to everything. Right. Right. Boundaries, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and you're right that you don't get to say yes to everything because as a parent, sometimes it's, you don't get to have chocolate cookies at 11 o'clock at night. Like that's not a healthy habit, you know, perhaps an occasional party thing, but you do every day. I think, I think you're right in that we start to see no, no, no. And it's not, it starts sinking in as not only can I not do that, I can't have that. I think on, at some point it even shifts further into, I shouldn't want that it's bad for me to want that which is such a conflict because you know our we're told as with parents and teachers you can do anything you can be anything oh but not that you know what i mean like there's this little caveat of dream 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 oh but not that big 
not that big. Go ahead and get back in that little bit of box. This is where it's safe. And, and you know that on some level, they really are trying to keep you safe. And yet there's nothing safe about being an entrepreneur. <laughs> there's nothing but excitement and adventure and scary stuff about following your dreams. But it's, it's in that scary stuff, that new unknown that you can create some, such amazing results. And so I think, I think you're right. There's that little bit of conflict of dream, dream as big as you want. Well, no, just dream, in, dream inside this box. But I think that's really, at least for me, what I've seen is it gets, it does make that shift from not just you can't have it, but you shouldn't have it. And it's wrong to want it. And that I think is where we start muting ourselves. We don't even have to have somebody else tell us to, to sit down and be quiet. We're doing it in ourselves at some point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a learned behavior. Yeah. And again, again, when you talk about your journey being becoming an entrepreneur is also a journey you took it on yourself because you started to think about it. I'm not going to be follow somebody else's plan. I want to have my own plan. And this is also conditioning yeah. in us as well. And a lot of people are thinking about not thinking in a, a right way. They're just saying, oh, let me just have a, have a plunge. Yeah. Not realizing that, uh, you know, your, yeah, your job is your job, which is perfectly fine. You should keep your job right. until you stand on those strong pillars where you say, yeah, I'm standing on my strong pillar. I can actually release the job now. I can work on my passion. And right. But certain people right. have confusion in that and they do not understand because they have been hurt in the workplace in terms of they are not being, they have been demoralized, they have been not respected, they have been looked at as a alien, they have been not, they are just looked at as a number, they are not an asset. Mm -hmm. So they started to feel mm -hmm. that if my, there is no my respect, why I'm working for this company, I should do something else. So in right. your journey, when you took a leap of faith going from the corporate, which is, was like a healthy, paying for everything and happy, everything was good. And you decided, no, I want to take a leap of faith and I'm going to start my own business. How was your mm -hmm. transition in that? What sort of experience? Because a lot of people who are listening, who are listening will be thinking because of this uh, COVID-19 and furlough and a lot of people have had this lot of time and started thinking about it is this something i need to continue or yeah. i have this passion i have this opportunity which i would like to execute am i ready for it so would you please yeah. share your journey so people who are listening might be thinking if she can do it i can start my journey as well oh absolutely I mean, first, just just put that out there. If you if you can think it, you can do it. Honestly, there are, and there are so, there's so much help out there too. That's one of those things that I'm a huge proponent of. Is no legend was ever made on their own. That's not how it works. You don't have to do this. In fact, you really can't do it by yourself. But that's why there's so much team and community. That's why it's so critical. So I think part of that fear is getting past, is getting past that fear of I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I have to do this on my own. Oh my goodness, honey. No, 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 no. We are all here to help. Like there's always going to be, find your tribe, find your community, let people help you lean in. Um, when I first jumped, I had been considering it for three years. I had been doing the corporate in and out day in, day out thinking, 
I'm building somebody else's empire. I'm playing by somebody else's rules. There's all these restrictions on what I get to do and what I get can't do. And I've always had an issue with authority, but I think that was the inner entrepreneur <laughs> going, come on, let's go, Amber, let's go. Um, but it took me three years to finally, you know, coming home and my spouse would say, oh my goodness, are we doing this? What are we, are we, are you ready? Can we just do this? Um, and the, the thing I think that really plays with our heads a little bit when we first do that is, again, we think we have to do it by ourselves and we try to do it by ourselves because we're independent and that's what being an entrepreneur is about, we think. Um, but the other thing I think that happens is we start our business and we haven't completely gotten rid of doing it by somebody else's way. Yes, we started our own business, but we still have all these shackles and, and boundaries of the corporate way we were trained of this is how this is done. Then you first, you do this, and then you do this, and then you have to have this. And that's not that's not fun. That's not fulfilling. And it's part of why people give up on their passion projects is because it's too hard to do it somebody else's way there. You're trying to fit into somebody else's mold and, and do it the way it's always been done. And yet really, if you think of all the really great strides forward of all the great big things that have been created, it's because we've done it differently. It's because somebody stood up and said, Hey, how about we don't do it? the way we've been doing it for 40 years. Can we try something new? Let's just tweak this part. And that's where real magic comes in. But I think for me, the first couple of years were the hardest. I was trying to do it on my own. And I realized I was still on some level working a job. I was trying to do it eight to five. I was taking on clients that were not good for me that I was like, well, I just need, I need the money. I just need the people. I will take anything. And about two or three years in, I thought, I'm miserable. I, this was supposed to be fun. This was supposed to be so empowering. I'm just miserable with longer hours and no insurance. <laughs> like I have traded poorly. This is not good. And I, I sat down, I thought, what actually lights me up? What are those things that I love to do? And what are those things that I really, really don't? And it took some time and it was another leap, but I released several clients and that was empowering. Knowing, watching that paycheck go was so good, was so good. It was cathartic. It was this big release and it allowed me to have spent extra time. Even if I wasn't busy, I was dreaming. Even if it wasn't on the clocks doing something um, and trading your time for dollars is a lose situation. It's, it's too hard. You can't scale, you can't leverage. And then you're on somebody else's time clock instead of doing your own thing. So I think that first three years was such a growth, was such a growth experience trying. I did some of the dumbest things. I, um, and I also, but I also had an opportunity to realize it was about the relationships. Um, my first six months out, I was still trying to prove that I could play with the big guys. I was like, no, I could do this by myself. I'm good. And I paid $1,500, $1,200 for an ad in a magazine. $1,200 I probably didn't have at the time, honestly. Um, I have yet to get a phone call from that ad. <laughs> I, and I look back at it now and I thought, oh my goodness, it was, it was designed poorly. I did the design because I'm a designer. Totally wrong. Didn't have my client in mind. All those things. However, when I went in to pay for my ad into the office, I met a man standing there and we started talking 
And he introduced me to a guy who introduced me to a woman who introduced me to 10 different people. And I have, I am still 15 years later, still working with some of those people. It is those relationships that will free you from whatever entanglement, whatever anchors you think you have to have in your business. Those relationships will save you. They will raise you up. And again, it's because we have to do this together. We get to do this together. So I think if, it, if it's hard, figure out what stuff you can let go of. If, it's, if you find something that just excites you and you can't wait to do it again, do more of that. <laughs> do that 10 times a day instead of once a week. I, it's going to be a little bit tricky, but reach out to people. Be willing to say, I don't know. You know, and that's because that's where I think where you get to learn and lean in. Very true. Very true. I think the, the wisdom you have shared is quite uh, spot on because I think uh, network, I would say a lot of time people are aware of this. It's not a new uh, phrase. It says network is your net worth. The better network you are influenced with, the better net worth becomes for you. And as you said, connecting with people, having a relationship in terms of a understanding that is a strategic partnership is not such thing as, oh, well, by the way, but there are a lot of ways you can create your connection with people uh, working as, as a pro bono to each other skill sets. You can transfer skill sets to each other. If you are a marketing branding expert and I am a social media and I'll say, well, I will help you grow your business and you brand myself. So this is a collaboration you could create. And there is bringing more, more leads comes together and generates those, those leads into each other. Because you have your network and you know that there is this people are looking for the skill set what Sam has. And I will be thinking, oh my God, this is the skill set what uh, Amber got. So I'm going to pass on to you the business. and. And this is how a lot of people think that is a, a competition. And I said, why are you creating competition over here? There's no such yeah. thing competition. Why don't you create a collaboration partnership, a, a, a strategic partnership? Yeah. Because I'm, oh, not, absolutely. I'm not a skill set of everything. I'm a business coach. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm an emotional intelligence business coach and a life coach and, a, and a, I'm a web designer. I got a web designing company. I do other things in my, my business and everything, but I'm not going to be branding expert. No. Right, right. So sometimes what happens is people actually are reluctant to ask. I, and I said to a lot of people, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. Yeah. If I will say yeah, to you, absolutely. okay, Amber, I, I, I'm finding as a, a difficulty in my branding. And you say, okay, so let, let's discuss this. You know, let's discuss it. Is is not going to say, well, I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going to tell you this is how much you're going to, I'm going to charge you. And then I'll say, a lot right. of people ask this question first. When I ask, the, um, do you have a business coach? Oh, well, it's very expensive. How much do you charge? Well, you don't know me. You first of all, you right. tell me about your business. You didn't tell me what sort of problems you are experiencing. And I'll, it's not right. about the money. It's about how you connect. As you said earlier, you were taking yeah. all the customers. What happened? You had a headache because they wanted yep. things to be completed yesterday. Oh, yes. Correct. Yes. So, I call them 20 bucks the hard way clients. It doesn't matter how much they're paying you. It is the hardest money you will ever earn, ever. Absolutely. And connecting with right client will, is a longevity of that because that's the trust factor yeah. you create. 
you connect with them emotionally because that's where right. the, the the life relationship create so you Absolutely. say okay this is where i'm coming from this is where you're coming from let's join together and bring something solid to our relationship in the partnership of our business and everything and because that yeah. person who is connecting with you from the emotion side knows that amber can actually help me increase my sales and everything my branding and everything but i think she's also going to bring me some business as well because she got so many connections so right that's right. the mindset if the business owner started to have there will be less competition there will be less less competition there will be more harmonious relationship because i think so you need my services and i need your services so absolutely absolutely i think it's probably one of those things we it happens way too often as entrepreneurs they're so afraid to say i can't do that or let me you know they're so afraid to let go of it that it becomes oh yeah i can i can do that sure and we we take on these projects that either we sort of can't do or that we can do really well but they drain us they're not our zone of genius they're in our zone of excellence we're fine and it's fine but there's so much more to to life than fine you know be amazing be excellent be be awesome and do the things that really light you up and work with the people that light you up work with the people that excite you that are excited to work with you um one of the things that i have learned just in the last i would say maybe 5 or 6 years is people and it's part of that relationship building it's part of moving that from transactional one off sale to let's actually have a relationship and that only that makes your celebrations better that makes your results better but then yeah then it then it expands but one of the things i have done is i have a hub of people so if somebody comes to me and says i need this i don't say well here let me give you a name and number go i say let's bring them in let's have a conversation the three of us will now have a conversation because i don't want them to ever feel passed off i don't want them to ever feel like well she couldn't help me so she just handed me off to somebody else like that's not how relationships work i would be like hey you know what sam actually does that really well let's get a conversation with sam let's have you to talk let's the three of us have a conversation about it i know where some of your struggles are we can help translate that over like it makes so much more sense to i mean it's how you would do if you were if we were in person and and being friends we wouldn't be like well if you need this then you're not my friend anymore <laughs> you go over there and and we'll we'll cease to have communication that doesn't make sense right it's so much more i think fulfilling and everyone everyone experiences it better and has better results and a better experience when we get to just do it together it yeah, it, it just that's what you said uh, is 1 plus 1 is 2 so if you have two people brain coming together and working with that partner with working that person he will be having yeah. two people working together to help him to achieve the better result exactly instead of as you said you flock them through to somebody else to deal with it yeah. what happen is yeah. is again is the same thing people are respecting you amber saying that oh amber has re uh, recommended sam so sam must be very yeah. good because amber has had an experience working and vice versa because i'm going to be saying amber is yeah. the brand expert go to her because she can give you what you are looking for and that's where the the longevity and the collaboration started to flourish yeah it's yeah. about understanding that this is a joint collaboration and helping yeah. you grow so it's you are lucky that you are getting two coaches for the price of one <laughs> 
Precisely, precisely. Some of some of my high end clients that I do one on one work with, I bring in a results strategist because I'm like honestly, we get your strategy for you, and they're like, well, how much does that cost? that's this is a bonus because you're working with me i know these let's get make sure you're actually it's less about how many minutes am i spending with you and what are you getting for your money it's the result forward in business and in life the way you wanted to i'm not worried about the pennies i'm not worried about the seconds and the minutes it's that relationship of i want you to succeed we are partners in this you know i i think there's been a huge shift in the last two years, it's less of, I have this service, you pay me, here's your service and go. It's partnership. Let's roll up our sleeves and do this together. I love it. I love this new way of doing business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think it's, it's about creating a harmony between your network, creating a harmony. Mm -hmm. It's not about creating a, a, a mindset of that who, is who making more money and having a competition is creating a harmony mm -hmm. of collaboration and working as a team. As, as we said, uh, teamwork is a dream work. Yeah, teamwork is a yeah. dream work. Yeah. So it, it's having something fun, having something greater uh, result for all of you because end of the day, people forget that if you're working as a team, your name has also been utilized as, as an expert. So when they will have sure. something comes in, they'll say, you know, sir, we work with uh, Amber and Sam. Sam has expertise in such and such thing. We'll talk to him. And then I will be saying, wow, man, I connected with Amber. Amber got me a, a gig and I'm yeah. getting something out. Amber, thank you very much. And that's what a lot of people doesn't understand. You know, I, yeah. there are a lot of opportunities around us. And if we just change our mindset to a growth mindset, to look yeah. outside the box, to see there's are opportunities everywhere. Oh yeah. Working in the collaboration partnership, you will earn more, make more. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it'll be more fun. It'll be more yeah. fulfilling. I um when I was in high school, I had a t-shirt that I thought was really snarky and I thought it was funny that said, I'm not afraid of the competition, I just don't see any. And I thought, ha, 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 I'm so clever and, and so such a smart aleck. I didn't realize how that would impact my business because I really don't see competition because my people are my people and your people are your people. I have shared the stage with other brand coaches. I'm like, I'm a brand strategist. This is how I approach things. And in that same audience, my, my people who were drawn to me, who aligned with me, I got business. She got business. Like it's not competitive. It's especially when you are using your voice and your persona is coming out like that, people can instantly say, she's my person or he's my person. I, I'm excited. I, I don't care what it is. I just want to be in his space or just as much of a win. Yeah, that's she's not my people. And it can be instant, which is going to save everyone headache, everyone with the, that trauma of trying to convince you to work with me. But when you can crank your persona up like that and be who you really are, there's no, there really isn't competition. Everybody gets to play nice. Everybody gets to win. Everybody gets to have a better level of success because we all get to do our best thing and then, and share it and bring and collaborate like that. I, it's, it's amazing way to do business. Mm -hmm. 
Very true. So tell us about your book, which has oh. recently been uh, published. Is, is oh, Sam, you sweetheart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My, this book is, it makes me so happy. Um, it's called Brand Like You Are Meant for More. And it is not your standard sit down and read kind of a book. It is actually set up as a daily guide to help you brand on the road to legend. So it, whether, whether you do it one a day or if you sit down and binge it on a weekend, I've had people do both. Um, it really is designed to have you rediscover what is going right in your business, what it would be like if you could actually, I mean, I think one of the first questions is if you were living a life that thrilled you, what would it look like? Because so many of us as entrepreneurs, we're like, we're going to do this thing because it lights us up and we're passionate about it. And then a year into it, or sometimes 10 years into it, 15 years into it, we're looking at it going, this makes me tired. This is not fun anymore. Where did I go wrong? And so it doesn't matter how, where you are in your, in your business path. This book is designed to help you rethink how you are showing up, how you are creating what you really love and how to bring on team, how to get your voice out there, what things are making you tired, what things are lighting you up. It's, it really is exciting to think that so many people get to look at this book and think about their brand differently. Wow. Think about their business a little different. It's, it's really... It's like, it's like a, a, a walking, talking uh, Amber Griffiths on the book, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's if like it's, a practical, if it's done right, yes. Yeah, it's like a practical guide. Follow it through. It is. Perfect. It is. Perfect. Very yeah, much so. Amazing. There's a little bit of me in it, so you can get to know me a little bit better. But really, Absolutely. this is about your journey. This Absolutely. is about how you're doing your business. Absolutely beautiful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link on this uh, uh, podcast when I will release it. So people can check it out on Amazon. Is that right? Yes. Yep. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle and paperback. Oh. So I know there's people who love Kindle. I'm such a tangible person. So whichever one makes the most sense for you, grab it, enjoy it, love it. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you create with it. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you, Amber, for your amazing chat with me on my podcast, Chai with Sam Dosa. We had a great laugh and your, 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 <laughs> your opportunity and your uh, charismatic, uh, you know, way of talking and discussing the uh, stories and everything. Amazingly beautiful. So thank you very much for sharing that. Really appreciate oh, it. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It's all mine. And thank you very much for being here today. And this is your host, Sam Dosa. And today we had Amber Griffiths from Utah, America. She was she's a brand specialist. Get in touch. She is also an author. Her, author, her book is all about uh, practical guide you to become a better business owner for your brand. Your brand is going to be your shining armor for people to see and get it on on board as quickly as possible. So don't delay and get your book as soon as possible. And I will say you will not regret it. I already got my book. So I'm going through with it at the moment, step by step. And thank you very much once again, being on my podcast, Chai Sam Dosa. And I wish you all the best for your upward and onward journey. Thank you. Thank you so much.